Shalom to all. Today's daf is Sukkot Daf and we are starting eight lines from the top at the two dots. And today's daf is sponsored Le'ilu Nishmas, Maris Miriam, Sarah Basar, Yaakov, Moshe. Her neshama should have an aliyah. And the mission that said Yardu Gushamim, if it starts raining, you're allowed to leave your sukkah once a dish of porridge is going to get ruined. That doesn't mean you actually have to be eating porridge to be allowed to leave the sukkah. That just means if you were eating porridge, if you had this dish of porridge in your sukkah and it would get ruined with this amount of rain, then you're allowed to leave. And the Gemara says Tanomi Shetesach Hamikvah Shalgrisin. This is actually talking about a porridge dish of grisin of barley grits, and that is a type of dish it could get ruined very easily, and that's the type of dish we're talking about. And a story about this. Abai Havak Yosef Kamet Rav Yosef Talalta. Abai was sitting in front of Rav Yosef in the sukkah. Nashav Zika, the wind started blowing the Kamaisi Tzivusa, and it started throwing little wood splinters into their food. Amrlu Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef told them, Penuli Manai Mehacha, remove my Caitlin from here, I'm going back into the house. Amrlu Abai, Abai asked him, Vatanana, our Mishnah said, Mishatisar Hamikba, you're only allowed to leave once it reaches this stage, and we're not at that stage yet. Amrlu, he told him, Since I'm very finicky, I'm very particular, it's as if we've already reached the stage of the porridge getting ruined. And Tanarabana, we have a brisa. Let's say someone's eating in the sukkah of Yard Gushamim and it starts raining. The yard, so he leaves the sukkah, he goes into his house. We do not trouble him to go back into his sukkah until he finishes his suda. Even though it stopped raining in the middle of his suda, he doesn't have to pick up in the middle of his suda and go back into the sukkah. What about Hayashin Tachna sukkah? He's sleeping underneath the sukkah, meaning he's sleeping under the schach. The Yard Gushamim and it starts raining in the middle of his sleep. Very uncomfortable. The yard, so he leaves the sukkah, goes into his house. We do not trouble him to go back into the sukkah until it gets light outside. But now the Gemara asks you by Lahu, or with an ayin, oy or with an aleph. Now the word yer with an ayin and yer with an aleph sound exactly the same. However, with an ayin it means until he wakes up, and with an aleph it means until it gets light outside. So which one do we have to follow? So Tashma, we have a brisa, or until it gets light outside, and the first rays of sun come through. The Gemara asks, Tarti, how could we be referring to both in this brisa? It says, until it gets very light outside, and then the Brasa says, Yala which means it's not so light outside. So how can we fulfill both of these? So must be, Ella Ema says the Gemara, Ad or until he wakes up, and the first rays of sun come through. So really, he only has to go back into the sukkah if we have these two things. Once he wakes up, he would have to go back into the sukkah, but that's only also once it becomes light outside. If he wakes up in the middle of the night, he doesn't have to go back into the sukkah even though it stopped raining, or if he's sleeping and it becomes light outside, we don't have to wake him up and bring him back into the sukkah. That's because he's still sleeping. We wait till he wakes up and it's light outside, and only then he would have to go back into the sukkah. And the Mishnah had said that when it's raining, what's it comparable to? Like a servant who's come to dilute a cup of wine for his master, and he pours the pitcher of water in his face. And we had asked, who's the him over here? Is it the master or is it the servant? The Gemara asks, who's pouring the water on whose face over here? And the question is, is his sitting in the sukkah similar to the servant pouring the pitcher on the master's face? Namely, his avoid is undesirable, the same way the servant pouring the pitcher on the master is undesirable, so too his sitting in the sukkah is undesirable, or is it that the master is pouring the pitcher on the servant, chasing him away, telling him, I don't want your avoida. Same thing, Hashem is chasing him out of the sukkah, saying, I don't want your avoida. And Tashma, the time you have a brisa, Shavach lay rabbi kitan al-panav, it says, master pouring the pitcher on his face, but Amr and saying to him, I don't want your service. And now that we had just said that rain on Sukkot is a sign of Hashem's displeasure, we continue with that theme. Tan Rabban of the Brasa says, Bismacha Chamalaika, at the time that the sun is like it, which means its light has been diminished, most explain this to be a solar eclipse. Semen Ralachalim Kulai, this is a bad sign for the entire world. Mashal Maldavadema, what's this comparable to? Lamelch Basavadam, we have a king of flesh and blood, Sha'asa he made a feast for his servants, Vinech Panaslafname, and he put a lantern in front of them. Kaasalehem, he got mad at them, and he told his servant, Tail Panasmipnehem, take away the light from them, Vashivim Bachesh. 
Mashiach and have them sit in the dark. And it's the same thing. When Hashem diminishes the light of the sun, it shows that he's not happy with everyone in the world. And Tanya, we have a bracer, a mayor. I mean, he tells us, Kozman Shem Iris Lichen, whenever the celestial bodies are like it, talking about the moon and the stars, seven Ralas Shanaim Shal Yisrael, this is a bad sign for the haters of Klai Yisrael, a euphemism for Klai Yisrael themselves. Why is that? That's because they're accustomed to being struck. So when something bad happens in the world, Klai Yisrael has to look at themselves and say, Hashem is sending us a message. And Mashal Asefer, Shabbal Abbas Asefer, this is a parable to a teacher that comes to school, Urtzubiyade, and he has the strap in his hand, he's going to give someone a beating. Midaik, who's worried that he's going to get struck? It's the one that usually gets struck every single day. He's the one that's worried. So too, Klai Yisrael is usually the one that's receiving punishment. So therefore, they have to be worried when they see something like this going on in the world. And Tanar Abban, we have a brayasab, is Manchacham Aleika, at the time that the sun's light has been diminished, Simen Ralo Evdik Chavim, this is a bad sign for the non-Jews. Levan Aleika, but if the moon's light has been diminished, Simen Ralo Sinem Shal Yisrael, this is a bad sign for the Yidin. Why is Emnesha Yisrael Menem Levana? That's because the Klai Yisrael calculate the year based off of the moon. We have a lunar year, and therefore when something happens to the moon, that's a message for us. And the non-Jews calculate a solar year, so therefore when something happens to the sun, they have to be worried. The Brassic continues, like of a Mizrach, if this happens to the sun in the Mizrach, which is in the morning, because that's when it's in the east, Simon Raliyash and Mizrach, that's a bad sign for the people living in the east. Bemayrav, if it happens in the afternoon when the sun is in the west, Simon Raliyash Bemayrav, that's a bad sign for people living in the west. Bemtarakia, if the sun is in the middle of the sky and this happens, Simon Ralichalal and Kulai, this is a bad sign to everyone in the world, that's because the sun is shining on everyone. Pun of Daimaladam, let's say the sun's face, meaning the color of the sun, looks like blood. Cherv Balailam, that's a sign that sword is coming into the world. Lasak, if it's similar to the color of sak, which is made out of goat's hair, which is a dark color, chitze rav balailam, arrows of hunger, meaning famine is going to come to the world. Lazu ulazu, if it's similar to blood and sak, which means it looks like blood and it has a dark color, cherev vichitze rav balailam, that means that sword and famine are going to come to the world. Lakabech nisasai, let's say this happened to the sun as it was going in, meaning as it was setting, that means that the punishment is going to be delayed in coming because this sign was only showed later on in the day. However, when it comes out, meaning just as the sun is rising, if this happens to the sun, that means the punishment is going to come very quickly because just as sunrise happened, all of a sudden, the sun was struck. The It's the exact opposite way around. When Hashem shows it at sunset, the sun is about to set, that means the punishments are going to come right away. However, when this happens at sunrise, there's still a number of hours during the day, that means it's going to be a while until the punishments come. There isn't a single nation that is struck that its ministering angel up in Shemayim isn't struck along with it. Shemar says in the Pasuk, and with all the gods of Mitzrayim, I shall make judgment. However, says the Bride, at a time the Klai Yisrael is doing the will of Hashem, they do not have to be afraid of any of these signs. Shemar says in the Pasuk, so says Hashem, do not learn from the ways of the Gaim, and do not be afraid, do not be fearful of the signs of heaven, because the Gaim are afraid of those. The Gaim are frightened of these, but not Yisrael. And Tanar Abban, we have a brayasa. Because of four things, the light of the sun is going to be diminished. About an Av Bezdin, the head of the court, he died and he wasn't eulogized properly. A young maiden who was violated in the city, she cried out, and no one saved her. And about two brothers, that their blood was spilled like one. And there's four reasons why the Ma'iris, the luminaries, which is referring to the moon and the stars, why they're struck. Al-Kaisve plaster, because people write forged documents, they say that Ruvain said something, even though he didn't say it. Someone who gives false testimony. And because people raise small animals, referring to goats and sheep in Eretz Yisrael, that's because it's very difficult to watch over them, and they go and they graze in other people's fields, and
and that destroys the land. And regarding people that cut down good trees, meaning they cut down fruit-bearing trees, that is kafu itayvet Hashem. They're showing Hashem that they're ungrateful for all the blessing that He gives them. And there's four reasons why the possession of homeowners is taken away by the government. Because people keep paid-up loan documents, even though the borrower already paid, the lender keeps the star with him so that he can attempt to collect with it again. And regarding Jews that lend with interest to other Jews. They had the ability to protest and they did not do so due to their wealth. They are influential and they have the ability to protest wrongdoing of their communities and when they fail to do so, their possessions are taken away from them. And they pledge money to tzedakah publicly, however they don't give it. And Amar Ravi says, There's four reasons why the possessions of homeowners are going to go down into oblivion, meaning they're going to completely lose all their possessions, which is worse than the previous stage, which is that it's just going to be taken away by the government. Over here, they're going to completely lose all their possessions. This is for withholding or postponing payment owed to a worker. The guy comes and you say, you know, come back tomorrow, come back the next day, and you make him a sugar just to get his payment. That's one reason. Or for stealing the payment that you owe to a worker, just simply not giving it to him. And for removing the responsibility, taking off the yoke of responsibility from their necks, and they just give it to their friends saying, I can't take care of my community or clients anymore, you just take care of them. And regards to arrogance due to their wealth. And when a wealthy person becomes arrogant due to their wealth, that is equal to all these things that we just mentioned. But in regards to humble people, it says, And the humble shall inherit the land and delight in the abundance of peace. We should all be zeichet to be anavim and delight in the abundance of peace. for finishing this second parak of Sukkah. We should be zeichet to finish all Mesech Sukkah together. And of course, as we always say, finish all of Shas together. Everyone should have a wonderful day.